0: Hi, this is Lindsay Miller. And you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Review podcast on Friday, July the 10th. This week's edition, we're going to talk about the plan or lack thereof to reopen schools in the fall, Attorney General William Barr's appearance in Little Rock, and the city of Little Rock and Top Golf. I'm joined as usual by Max Brantley. Good afternoon. Um, so, the, we talked about it quite a bit last week, but really the big news of the week was um, discussions on what the state's reopening plan for schools is. We had the Secretary of Education, Johnny Key, appearing before a legislative hearing and then later at uh, the governor's briefing. And then we've really started to hear from teachers all across the state who are very fearful of being forced back into a classroom when the pandemic is raging.
1: And I guess was it Wednesday that the governor had Johnny Key in to announce that they were delaying the opening of school by ten days right. until August twenty fourth because of all the steps necessary to get ready, which suggests they're not ready, number one. And and part of it I think is, you know, they're they're now training teachers in the alternative, uh, online teaching, and that's going to be a problem. And this is, this is a whole nother story about a big part of the education establishment has now been put in the hands of a Walton controlled organization, Arkansas public school resource center, which is providing this Lincoln method of, I don't know, it's some education jargon. They're getting two and a half million dollars in, in cares Act money to do it. Little Rock's not using it, but, I mean, I, I I talked to a teacher today who said, well, they don't have all the courses online they need to teach yet. And, and, you know, there's still a month, I guess, until school starts, so or more than a month now. So there's that. But there's still the health concern. And, you know, that I've seen a lot of very detailed plans about what you do when somebody gets a positive test. And. But there's still all the questions about masking. And, and unfortunately, we got the news this week that Little Rock, because it's controlled by the state, will not require masks of teachers or staff in its, in its schools. So they're going to put 24,000 people into enclosed settings and say that we expect them to wear a mask, but there isn't any enforcement, either for teachers or students. And they made the terrible mistake of putting out this, this guide that said, uh, it'll be up to parents, exclamation point. Which is apparently language copied from the state guide, and that, that's just that's just dogma. In Arkansas now is we really want you to wear a mask, but if you don't want to, we're not going to make you. And the results of that are, are pretty clear. The UAMS says that we will can expect more sickness and more death because we don't all mask. And so there's that. And I think a lot of people are going to go to virtual education and. Virtual education has not proved to be a particularly effective means of education on the whole, but I can see why a lot of parents would prefer that. But a lot of parents can't do it, even if they got a computer and Wi-Fi at home. They got to work and and supervising kids and keeping them on task. I don't know. Anyway, they, we're, we repeat ourselves. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean that that. The the two things are in conflict. Uh, I mean, we everyone agrees that schools should reopen because they you know represent such a valuable part of of uh, so many parts of life. You know, we, it's, there's the behavioral health of kids. There's nutrition. Uh, there there are all sorts of uh, learning issues. And then, uh, you know, as the the governor and secretary of education both like to lead with, can't open the reopen the economy effectively without schools. Because they're
1: babysitters.
0: (laughs) Well, Uh, teachers really, really do not like hearing that. Um, But but that's
1: what he means. That's what he means. And in fact, he, he said something this week that was it was just almost a tautology. Arkansas Education Department tweeted it like it was wisdom from from Zeus or somewhere, in which Hutchinson in an, in an interview with Channel Eleven said something like, "Well, you know, really, school is the safest place for some of these kids because home is really bad." And I thought, "Whoa, that's a that's a great excuse to go back to school because homes are so bad. Let's not do anything about that. Let's just park them at school somewhere." But, of course, the other side of that is they're also pushing people into online education. Where do you do that? At home, in these terrible places that aren't safe for kids to be. Uh, You know, the the mixed messaging is just a joke, really.
0: Yeah. Well, and and there's so so many, you know, the governor cited the uh, American Association of (laughs) (laughs) Pediatrics. report. And they Uh, took uh, it back today. Really cherry-picked it. And. And even, even the White House's um, guidelines for reopening schools, and it's, it's just like, you know, the rest of the economy. It's declining cases, declining uh, rates of infection, and we are going the very opposite direction of that. Uh, the state, as we've said repeatedly, will not mandate masks in schools, which all the national experts agree is just sort of a baseline thing that you have to do to reopen schools. I mean, all of these gods that get quoted by education officials and state officials, they're always picked from, uh, you know, kind of at random or or in ways that help their political case. Um, All the things necessary for safely opening schools, there's no evidence that we are taking steps to do those things.
1: No, because like... You could you could have multiple bus routes so the buses weren't so full. You could reduce class sizes, you could alternate days. All this takes money. It takes more personnel. And the state simply doesn't want to invest the money. They just don't want to do it. It's a it's a default, and we're gonna pay for it for years to come.
0: I, I think that you may hear some some rumblings from the, the legislature, um, maybe this the CARES Act Committee We'll we'll take it up. But uh, I think that there is a sense, a growing sense that more money has to be spent now, whether whether that happens. we
1: Well, you know, we had this great thing this week where the governor took this bogus poll that was paid for by his acolyte, Stuart Walton, to support his approach to the pandemic. And and and. The governor tried to say this is really encouraging stuff in this poll, and it was stuff like 59% of the people said they were going to send their kids back to school. That isn't exactly a ringing endorsement because normally 99% would want to send their kids back to school. And, and also in that 59% are people who are going to do it because they really don't have the choice, necessarily really happy about it of a bare majority are comfortable going to grocery stores and barbers. I mean, you know, people, people are concerned and, and the legislators are closer to the people than the governor is. I guess the governor just seems oblivious. I, I, of course, the way he, Cherry picked that American Academy of Pediatrics quote. It was exactly the way the Trump administration cherry picked it. And, and they've had to say, listen, that's we didn't say go back under any circumstances. We said go back.
0: safe. I, I don't know. You know. All We're right, let's that. move on. Uh, uh, right. yeah, let's do uh, so Attorney General William Barr was in Little Rock. Um, this week, at the invitation of U.S. Senator Tom Cotton and Congressman French Hill tagged along, as did Attorney General Leslie Rutledge, uh, in a meeting with, with the governor, um, there was a fairly boring press conference that followed. Uh, Barr uh, blamed outside agitators for the, the protests and, and some of the property destruction around the country predictably i guess
1: yeah really i mean almost the less said the better this was just a political show thing it was everybody patting each other on the back only republicans invited only friendly media given notice of it you know this was the tom cotton the usual talking points of it's the left-wing agitators that are the problem and we love the police and defunding the police is insanity and we need behind our police and put the violent criminals in jail and everybody here agrees with us and aren't we one of this sycophantic fawning interview in the democrat gazette between Barr and cotton cotton's boswell from the democrat jesus but anyway that's that's a, that's a pet peeve. And the larger issue is we have a guy that should be impeached and thrown out of office down here, treated like a hero by Arkansas Republicans, and I'm talking about Bill Barr, and it's an embarrassment. And, and none of the questions I ask really got at any of the pressing issues of the day. So,
0: yeah, typical. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's move on from that. So finally, uh, let, let's talk about uh, the the plan that uh, that Rock City eats um, broke, uh, and that's to that the city. You know, seeming to to be on the verge of favoring Top Golf with uh, some some really prime public real estate in Little Rock's War Memorial Park.
1: It's a it's an outrage. There's only about 90 pure park acres in War Memorial Park, and on July 1st, the city put out with no notice to anybody except on its website. I must say. A request for proposals to, to lease eighteen acres of that land for a golf entertainment venue. It sounds suspiciously like Top Golf, which is a chain of sports bars that has a high tech driving rain associated with it. I don't have anything against Top Golf, but we don't need giant fences and, and lights on until one o'clock in the morning in a sports bar on eighteen acres of prime parkland in the sit in the center of Little Rock. The real outrage about this is this is Frank Scott has decided that he'll carry the millennials in Arkansas by getting a top golf in Little Rock. At, at whatever cost of the city, he doesn't seem to give a shit. It's, it's, it's outrageous. He didn't tell the Parks and Recreation Commission about it. He didn't tell his advisory task force on use of Warm Memorial Park about it. He didn't tell a member of the Little Rock City Board about it. And, and this is a plan that even he finally acknowledged in a brief statement to me this afternoon, Is not part of the R3 task force's recommendation for that park. They did recommend a very limited commercial use, turning the old War Memorial Golf Clubhouse into a little restaurant, but not giving 18 acres to a private developer out of Dallas. These guys built a place in Rogers, and they did it on private land they're welcome to come to Little Rock just no money from us and no land from us this is this is absurd this is crazy but this has been a promise of Frank Scott he was going to get a top golf for these 30 somethings that love to go drink at him and hit a bucket of balls the, the wonderful irony of course is we shut a golf course there because enough people doesn't play golf and now we're going to open up a, a driving range this is this is nuts and i the outrage is already enormous uh, people are not happy about it I, I don't know if the mayor can get it done single-handedly and unilaterally. I think there's every chance that there will be an initiated ordinance to overturn it if he does it. There'll be a lawsuit. Uh, I, I just I think he's I think he's also badly misunderstood the dynamics of this. I don't doubt that there are a number of people and there's a guy who works for the Rock Chamber of Commerce who wrote me said, "Man, I love golf, top golf." And you got to understand, they pick a place that's really great for them. Well, that's fine. They want a place on an interstate. With high visibility, don't come getting cheap land from the city of Little Rock to do it. This land dollars on the market, based on property across the street that are being used for shopping centers. I, I can't tell you how bad this is and what bad judgment this is on Frank Scott's part. But what he's, but he is bullheaded, and he seems intent on doing this. I think he got caught by surprise at word of this leaked out. It took them. 20 hours to cobble up a response on this, and when it was, it was they had to acknowledge that there was no golf entertainment venue, so-called, in the task force recommendations. And they say, "Oh, this isn't just for Top Golf; it's for..." And, and that that's not the point. Even if this really is an open bidding process for a number of people who want to run a sports bar and War Memorial, the problem isn't Top Golf. The problem is taking 18 acres of parkland and turning it into a driving range or a bar.
0: Yeah, well, I I wholly agree. It's it's nuts to give away prime parkland to a, a private entity. Any private, entity. Uh, I think governor Topgolf top golf would be fine. I don't I don't quite get the. I, I mean I I like to play golf occasionally, but I don't I don't quite get the major appeal. But I uh, I think the the question is: is there significant public outrage over it? I mean, certainly within our readers. Uh, you've seen a lot of chatter. Um, you know the the last th- similar thing like this, and maybe there's been something more recent was when the the, the city wanted to uh, um, to take over a bunch of parkland and in Rebsman Park to build a, a throughway, right? And not and and there was yeah, a,
1: right, to build a bridge but, over Jimerson Creek.
0: Yeah, and and there was you know a a big public fight over that that was ultimately successful so will will forces rise up to oppose this or can this just get beat back by the city board i mean to to what well
1: that's the one big question is is a matter of i think i think city board approval is going to be is going to be required to approve the bid of this size but i that's, I don't know the answer. That's one of the answers I can't get to my many questions. But in the in the mayor's office, which promises transparency and only lets you give questions to his private public relations assistants and doesn't let you talk to city city officials, is one of the other steaming mad parts of this. And I don't know what the law is, but I think if it does take a city board vote, he can't get the six votes. There's no way. And And I think there's every chance that there's money out there to file a lawsuit. I don't think it'd be a hard matter to put this on the ballot. I mean, one one of the things they've done is this hits right in the center of one of the most politically active parts of town. And and I I, I just don't think they'll stand for it. I really don't. And it's also it's also really breaks faith with his own base. I mean these pla- these places to go to to go to one of these top golf type places Cost huge sums of money per hour to hit your little microchip balls down the driving range and to eat chicken wings and drink daiquiris and buckets of beer. People ain't going to be driving over from Highland Park to go to Topgolf. Golf. But a lot of people from Highland Park, I can tell you because I go there at lunch hour sometimes to get open air, do drive over there for free picnic grounds and to walk on the trails and to fish in the fish pond and, and to do the things you do in a park, not to go to a sports bar. I, and it's of no use except for those who are going and spending money with this private enterprise. I, I, I just think, I don't know what, what the lure is here unless, you know, as I say, the chamber of commerce getting interested in this makes me highly suspicious. I mean, that there's, there's some broker involved in this. that's going to hit a landmine, hit, hit a gold mine on it. And that this is one of those who, you know, and getting in kind of deals. I don't know any of that to be true, but, It just it just it just smells of of bad practice to me.
0: Okay, well, we'll stay on that. Let's move on to endorsements. What do you got this week?
1: Well, I watched a a documentary that apparently was on AETN last week. We may have watched it on Amazon, maybe available there. She might be next. It was a documentary about a variety of women of color who run for political office at, at various levels with different degrees of success. But the thing I loved about it, and it just about made me cry, was Stacey Abrams. I fell in love with her. I already liked her. She's so smart. She ran such a great campaign. They thought of everything except the incredible corruption of Georgia and the corrupt SOB Secretary of State who beat her. I mean, she got jobs. She got robbed. I'm for her to be the vice presidential nominee. She was just so impressive in this show. I... I recommend it. The the rest of it is great. There are a bunch of great women who did great things in a lot of different states at different levels, but boy, Stacey
0: Abrams, she's great. Yeah. Well, just uh, think, think about how things might've been different in the pandemic had Stacey Abrams won, um, you know, Georgia's yeah. in Georgia just been so bungling. Um, well, I am about to finish the Neapolitan Quartet, the Elena Ferrante books. Have you? Did you read those and endorse them? I have vague memory of somebody. I, doing
1: I, I read. I read at least one of them.
0: Well, I thought the first one was a bit slow, and I was reluctant to read them for years. Although many of my friends had read them and highly recommended them, though most of those were women. Uh, the covers are just terrible. They look like you know, just the most cliche romance novels. Um, but, but they're really, they're really great. I think it's, it's uh, a story of a lifelong friendship between uh, two girls who, you know, become women and mostly in Naples and, in post-war Italy. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's a soap opera in one sense, but it's also a story of, you know, shifting, politics and culture um in, in italy through the 80s or 90s i don't know where this book's gonna end up but just super fast reads but it's you know she, i think she's a super smart uh you know lots of emotional nuance and literary value we'll say in, in them. so I, I highly recommend them to me you don't need they're insanely popular so everybody's probably heard of them but uh if there are any men who have judged the cover harshly and stupidly like i did I, i'd encourage you to, to give them another try oh,
1: I'll like <laughs> all right
0: well we will leave it there uh and be back next week everybody say safe out there
1: we'll see you